Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Michael LeBlanc, Senior Portfolio Manager for Canaccord Unity Wealth Management. And thanks for joining us again here this week where we do our live weekly update on everything we see that's going on in the markets and uh, what we see coming up as well. So, uh, so thanks for joining us. As always, keep in mind everything that we cover on here is for information purposes only. Uh, do your own due diligence or reach out to us at MikeOnMoney.com. Always happy to answer any of your personal questions or specific questions to your, your scenarios. Um, and you can also see all our other content uh, at our portal there at MikeOnMoney.com. Love to hear your feedback and uh, touch base with you. With that, let's jump into what's going on out there. Uh, we're looking for some uh, April retail numbers this week. Uh, we'll dive a little bit into the expectations there in a moment. Uh, we're also going to look at production and capacity utilization for April uh, and some more earnings coming out for Home Depot and Walmart. Uh, also, the Federal Reserve Bank in St. Louis is going to speak at the Energy Infrastructure Council. Uh, and the Federal Reserve from Chicago is going to be speaking at the Money Marketers event, kind of just give us a forecast of what they're seeing coming up for the balance of this year. As far as what's going on in the markets this morning, uh, we did see the futures, stock futures uh, rose early this morning uh, and the markets obviously followed suit. A little bit of a green day after a pretty rough week last week, depending on what side of the market you're on. <clears throat> Investors are still kind of working to grapple with, uh, you know, inflation and economic concerns around uh, the, the rise in interest rates. Uh, I'll dive a little bit more, you know, kind of where we see things, where we th see things are right now and where we see things kind of headed as we get into the summer months here. Uh, stocks have swung dramatically, uh, you know, lately as investors have tried to, you know, take advantage of these lows. Uh, you know, there's a lot going on, everything from economic situations, the geopolitical, obviously COVID-19 still out there with uh, different areas of China going into full lockdown. And really taking a look at what the US Fed Reserve is doing with interest rates for this year. Uh, we're also seeing surge in natural gas prices squeeze the US industrial sector. So, you know, as we have inflation out there, you know, one of the big uh, the big challenges um, for for this year in particular for the inflationary front is the Ukraine Russia situation because uh, we were going into an inflationary market, uh, but with all the natural resources being tied up with the Russian sanctions and Ukraine kind of being offline, uh, you know those 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 resource prices are driving up costs in a lot of different areas, and one of them is the natural gas which is affecting transportation costs and industrial uh, production throughout the United States as the United States exports more and more gas to Europe to cover the, uh, the shortfalls from the Russian uh, sanctions. Biden's team is also, uh, also sees few options on inflation before the, the midterms, really uh, you know, trying, to, trying to get short-term inflation under control before the midterm election, which is going to be a big a big issue for the election as to whether the, the Republicans can take back uh, the Senate uh, uh, and maybe the more control in the House as well, um, you know, as people rally against a lot of controversy around the, the U.S. Uh, 
gasoline prices, but also uh, as all other prices continue to rise throughout this market. New York State factory activity slumps again in May. So we looked at this uh, back in April. Uh, we did see the factory slow down a little bit as new orders uh, started to slow and businesses, uh, retail and uh, warehouse uh, inventory started to increase. So this is a supply chain catching up, obviously not in all areas, uh, but things starting to catch up. So that's a kind of a leading indicator that we might be going into a glut situation or an excess situation as far as the supply demand curve goes. As, uh, as as the supply chain starts to repair itself a little a little by little, BlackRock is uh, is kind of calling uh, you know summer rally for bonds uh, you know but bull market likely kind of uh, likely over as the sell off in U.S. stocks and bonds continued last week uh, but likely to likely see a little bit of that dried up over the summer uh, and uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, the. the call it the bull market we're seeing in stocks as they bounce back off, bounce off the bottoms here. Uh, White House weighs in on inflation versus farmers. So this is a big juggling act with the White House. Uh, you know, they expect it to announce in the coming weeks, you know, the amount of biofuel like corn-based ethanol that U.S. refiners must blend into the fuel this year. This decision, uh, you know, will force it to weigh in on, you know, the taming inflation or supporting the nation's farmers. So it's a, a balancing act you know, uh, amongst many industries whenever you're making broad uh, federal decisions like that. On the uh, the aircraft front or the airline front, we're seeing a lot of activity. Uh, obviously, the aircraft leaser SMBC is uh, looking to buy Go, Shaw, Go Hawk uh, for about roughly a $7 billion deal. Um, so these are leasing companies. So the uh, business to lease the aircraft out to the airlines. Uh, obviously, those companies, uh, you know, were really shaken up in 2020 when we had all the closures and pretty much all travel at a standstill. But as airlines start beefing up their um, their fleets again, you know, it's a, a pretty accretive uh, acquisition that they're looking at uh, there. There's been a lot of activity in the airline industry. Uh, you know, in fact, we added to our portfolios a really great position, Exchange Income Fund, which is a... Uh, is a portfolio of uh, diverse companies, but one of their, uh, their main components is air, uh, air charter uh, fleet. Uh, and it's done exceptionally well in the portfolio since adding it around 38, $39. Uh, it's up over 45 today. Uh, and they increased their dividend since, uh, since we added it. So, uh, you know, and it was already paying almost a 6% dividend. So great acquisition in the portfolios and a great area of the market that continues to, continues to be uh, to expand as uh, more and more people uh, or people stay on the shipping, uh, you know, their packages across the country, the online shopping continues to stay strong, even as things open up. So let's take a look what we're seeing coming up this week. Walmart, as I, as I mentioned, is expected to report fall, uh, report a fall in the first quarter profits, mostly hurt by those higher shipping costs and other supply, supply chain costs. Uh, you know, that inflation uh, that we saw spike in the first quarter is going to affect earnings for that quarter pretty much across the board. So we'll probably see that uh, everywhere in retail. Uh, although we, uh, we are expecting retail sales to rise for the month of April, uh, while people were buying more, the profits or the, or the cost of delivering those services went, went higher, so the profits are lower. Uh, you know, we're also seeing the industrial production is likely to increase in April as well. Um, 
as I mentioned, business inventories uh, are rising. So, you know, more and more of the supply chain, uh, as it gets more and more uh, back on track, we're going to see the inventories rising again, uh, which will hopefully put pressure, uh, downward pressure on pricing. Uh, also, the, the home builders uh, and, and homes and market index expected to edge down again for May as we continue to see those interest rate hikes impact the housing market, both here and in the United States. Oops, sorry about that. Uh, coming up also in the U.S., we've got the golden arches are going to go dark in Russia. So if you haven't been following the story, McDonald's is planning to exit Russia completely after being there for 30 years. Uh, they're working to negotiate selling off the restaurants uh, throughout the country uh, and pretty much over the uh, the invasion uh, of Ukraine. So they're looking to completely exit that uh, that country as far as business goes. So a big move by McDonald's and we'll see kind of how they end up the, or what they end up being able to negotiate for those properties. JetBlue, if you haven't been following this story, JetBlue uh, put in a bid to uh, to buy Spirit Airlines, kind of merged the two uh, discount airlines down in the United States. Spirit Airlines uh, rejected the offer. Uh, so JetBlue has initiated a hostile takeover uh, of the New York-based airline uh, Spirit Airlines uh, to to try to, uh, to to bring those two together, just to have a, a larger a larger rival. Spirit had a lot of con, uh, concerns around the uh, whether it get approved on the antitrust rules, um, but we'll uh, we'll see more as that story develops. Twitter CEO is defending the company's counts uh, of their spam accounts after Musk uh, criticized their numbers. Uh, so this is the ongoing saga of uh, Elon Musk buying uh, Twitter. So just to recap quickly, quickly, I won't get into all the drama that led up to it, but uh, Elon Musk put a $44 billion uh, uh, takeover or take private uh, offer for Twitter. It was accepted by the board, which roughly translates to just over $54 US a share for Twitter. Uh, the, the market, as we talked about last week, the market really didn't think this deal was going to go through, at least not go through as as advertised as the stock price uh, fell uh, well below the $54 price. In fact, it's at $37 now, uh, but it originally kind of worked its way down slowly. To, you know, it started around 48 and continued to work its way down, uh, pretty much signaling that there was a lot of doubt that this, this transaction was gonna go through. Um, now there's a lot of talk of Elon Musk renegotiating the price of the deal. He does have a $1 billion breakup fee uh, if he doesn't go through with the deal. So, but you know, the, the current valuation of just below $37 a share, uh, he would save more than a billion dollars to renegotiate that. Uh, and likely that breakup fee might be waived or reduce uh, should they be able to renegotiate a lower price but basically he's gone back and uh, in their disclosures uh, Twitter accounted for five percent of total Twitter accounts were uh, fake accounts or spam accounts these are uh, accounts that people use to beef up their 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 followers uh, and use it kind of to uh, to have bigger impacts on their tweets or at least um, make it seem like they have bigger in, impacts and he's questioning that number. So, you know, if he can find, if he can find something inside the disclosure that, uh, that isn't accurate, he can use that to either renegotiate or not do the deal, not do deal at all. So we're seeing a lot of pressure on the Twitter stock price uh, as doubt continues to build that that's going to go through. 
Tesla is delaying its plans to restore its Shanghai plant back to pre-lockdown levels. And, you know, Shanghai has been pretty much in lockdown uh, for almost a month now. So trying to get, you know, full staff back again is, is, uh, is difficult. So uh, they're looking at least another week uh, delay before they get, uh, get production back up again. Uh, and this is really affecting deliveries. I don't know, you know, uh, I haven't seen the wait times for Tesla these days, but most vehicles have very long wait, wait times. Uh, some of the manufacturers are starting to catch up as the chip side of things, the microchip side of things, uh, the supply chain is starting to clear up and they're able to get those into the vehicles and get them delivered. Uh, but obviously Tesla having a lot of the production out of Shanghai right now, um, you know, they need that plant back up and running. U.S. is eyeing baby formula imports amid nationwide shortage. So another story you've probably heard in the news in the U.S. they're having massive shortage of baby formula parents uh, are unable to find it uh, they've turned to homemade solutions which is not recommended uh, you know given uh, you know given the, uh, the, the 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 content of that formula is pretty regulated to make sure it's safe for babies uh, and obviously there's contamination issues and, and a lot of different things to, to potentially deal with um, that being said they are looking at uh, bringing imports I know Canada has you know as supply, uh, we're not facing a shortage here. And they are also working with the manufacturers to get some plants back online that, uh, that were having difficulty or were, were some lines that were closed down and which caused the shortage in the first place. So, you know, obviously difficult for, for people uh, in the US who have young children and require formula for whatever situation. In Canada, the top news out there, Trudeau's, Trudeau's facing attacks uh, on the Bank of Canada uh, kind of strategy towards inflation so as the conservatives uh you know battle out for the new leader the, the leadership battle for the uh, canadian conservatives the the front runners are attacking the bank of canada's track record as far as how it's dealt with the inflation climate that we're in right now uh you know, we, we've seen the same thing in the us the opposition attacking uh attacking inflation as i mentioned earlier you know the uh, the biden party being quite concerned about the November election as uh, inflation is kind of one of the primary um, talking points there. So same thing here in Canada. And also Canada's open public uh, consultation on national climate adoption strategy. So Canada's launched a public consultation phase on the national climate adaptation or adoption, sorry, uh, aiming to uh, develop an, you know, a framework to help cope with increasing natural disasters and impact of global warming. On the dollar front, the U.S. dollar is down slightly, uh, you know, against the euros, um, mainly on that strength in market, uh, on the market. Uh, it wasn't a very big move. Uh, obviously, the U.S. dollar staying strong after the Fed, uh, the Fed rise and the strong retail numbers. Uh, but that being said, you know, uh, it's really the flight, still the story is the flight to safety. So as we see negativity in the negativity in the markets and certainly negative outlooks of the markets, uh, we're going to see that stronger U.S. dollar. And as far as the markets go, uh, as we talked about last week, we did start dipping our toe into some different positions. We were, and we recommended everyone to be cautious. You know, it was, you know, I do think last week, if you did dip your toe in, uh, you, you know, you've seen the rallies up, uh, some rally or all coming off the bottoms that we've seen so far, uh, which is beautiful to see. 
that, that timing was great, but I, I wouldn't bank on that. And I also wouldn't think that you've missed the boat. We didn't go full in last week. We, we uh, moved into a few positions, uh, strong dividend paying positions. I mentioned the exchange income fund, um, you know, paying, paying almost 6% dividends. Uh, we moved into utilities that, that, you know, that are paying strong dividends, uh, really getting paid to wait because we don't think that the pain in the market's over. There's still a lot to happen. Inflation has not gone away. There's still a lot of things to overcome before uh, we see that, that ease. So do see, you know, don't see this pullback of the market as a negative thing. I know a lot of people, if you are very, you know, very heavy equities, especially on the tech side, your, your portfolio is probably hurting a little bit. But these, these, this, this type of volatility are great opportunities to, um, you know, get some, some, some solid growth in really quality names going forward because it's basically a fire sale on the price end. We get some really great dividend yields out there in some good companies. Um, and even on the stock front, or sorry, on the tech front, there will be opportunities to open up. I think it's still early for that sector, but there's still, you know, opportunities to open up. Again, go to michaelmoney.com if you have any questions. We're happy to talk you through uh, a strategy for your portfolio if you happen to been exposed to uh, some harder hit areas. Uh, on the commodity front, you know, copper rose a little bit, and we're still seeing strength in oil prices as it was over uh, 110 US this morning. So, you know, our theme on the oil continues. We don't see any concerns or, or, or changes in, in that forecast, at least for the next quarter, uh, but we'll keep you up to date on that for sure. So with that, uh, if you have any questions, go to mikeonmoney.com, send them through to us. We'd love to hear from you. But uh, thank you very much for joining us this week. Look forward to talking to you again next week. And uh, take care, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye now.